0: Welcome back everyone to the Center of College Football Reviews and Previews, my off-season series so they don't go absolutely crazy and you don't have to miss seven months of content. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, reporting from the Center of College Football, as always, Lincoln, Nebraska. I know Reviews and Previews isn't a great name, but this is my first episode. We'll see how it goes. You guys get any name suggestions, send them out to me. Um, our first team for today is is the University of Texas, as requested by user Swan Johnson 3 on my Instagram account. When I asked uh, who people wanted, he requested Texas. So congratulations, you got the first episode. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about how Texas did this year and uh, talk about my predictions for them next year. Uh, University of Texas had a respectable year this year. They won 8-5. and A um, little disappointing coming off that 10-4 and four season in 2018 with that Sugar Bowl win and the Big 12 championship appearance. Um, but, you know, they had a good year. Um, you know, they, they started off very well, and they ended very well, but everything in between was kind of bleh. Uh, you know, they started out... 4-1 and one with their only loss being to LSU, the now national championship team, by 7. Uh, then they went to the Red River Rivalry, uh, and they lost by 7. You know, respectable. It's Oklahoma, another playoff team. But then they kind of collapsed from there. They beat Kansas the following week, but they only won by 2 with a last-second field goal. Then they lost to the uh, TCU Horn Frogs that only finished 5-7. and seven. Uh, Beat Kansas State on a last-second field goal, lost to Iowa State, lost to Baylor, and uh, they beat down Texas Tech pretty hard. Um, But you know they they seemed like a pretty disappointing team, and they seemed to be really up there as one of the most disappointing teams until the Alamo Bowl came around. They played the 11th-ranked Utah Utes, who were 11 and two at the time, in the thick of the playoff hunt until the Pac-12 Championship, and everyone was like, yeah, you know, Texas is going to get slaughtered. Well, they didn't. They won 38-10, to uh, finishing this year 8-5. and uh, Really, frankly, a respectable season. Um, I know it's not what they wanted, but it's not bad. Um, going into the 2020 season, um, you know, they, they were gaining a lot of great players. Uh, first off... Probably their best is their quarterback, Sam Ellinger. Uh, he was a junior this year. Uh, a lot of people thought he'd go into the draft, and he decided to come back. Uh, he threw for uh, over 3,600 yards uh, and had 32 touchdowns to his 10 interceptions. Um, you know, just overall a great player. Uh, along with that, he also had 663 rushing yards out of those uh 3,663 yards overall. So that's 3,000 passing yards, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, they're also getting back their leading rusher and running back, uh, Key Anthony. I'm um, sorry if I'm butchering any of these names. Key Anthony Ingram. Um, he rushed for over 800 yards and seven touchdowns this year, only as a sophomore, which is phenomenal. So they get him back as well as their um, just. Phenomenal kicker, Cameron Dicker, uh, scored 98 points this year, uh, long of 57, um, 14 of 18 on field goals. Just phenomenal um, kicker. Um, Their biggest loss, um, actually losses have to be uh, two wide receivers of theirs. The first uh, and probably the biggest is their uh, leading receiver Devin Duvernay. He's a senior. Um, you know he had about thirteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, and their second leading receiver Colin Johnson, also a senior. He's going to be gone too. He didn't have as many yards. He had about five hundred fifty, but and three touchdowns. But that you know, losing him. Um, is a bit of a big deal they have a sophomore wide receiver uh their third leader uh, in the receiving core Brennan eagles uh sophomore had just under the amount that colin johnson had for uh yards and actually had six touchdowns so he's coming back so that's big for them um but the big thing for texas this year just like any other year is their recruiting class they are 10th in the nation which is insane um and second in the Big 12, just behind Oklahoma. And, um, you know, they have one five star, four, I'm sorry, 12 four stars, and um, four three stars, which is, you know, really good. That one five star is uh, a running back by the name of Bijan Robinson, uh, 15th uh, overall recruit in the nation. So that's a great. Um, pick up for them, you know, especially with the loss of DuVernay and getting um Bijan Robinson and keeping Key Anthony Ingram, you know, maybe look for a bit more uh, heavy rushing game from the Longhorns this year. It could happen. Um, Another big loss of theirs, they fired their defensive coordinator, which we'll see how that works out. You know, anytime you lose a coach, you can have a bit of a struggle next year. But I think that was a big thing for uh, Coach Herman, uh, you know, he said seven and five should never be the level of the University of Texas, so we'll see how that goes, uh, as far as my predicted record, um, you know, these are just kind of, none of these are set in stone, you know, it's January right now, a lot can change between, you know, January 20th, 21st, and September 5th, when they play their first game, you know, that's almost eight months, a lot can change, but at the moment, um, I think that the Longhorns will go around the 8-4 and four range, you know, a little bit of a pickup, but not a ton. Um, and, and frankly, that's just because of their schedule. Um, looking at their schedule right now, if I had to pick the four games for them to lose, I would say at LSU, definitely, uh, versus Oklahoma. Um, and then these two might surprise you. I think they'll lose at Kansas. Um and I think they'll lose at Oklahoma State. Now, here are the reasons why. First off, okay, Kansas. It's at Kansas. It's in Lawrence. They almost lost at home this year to Kansas. Kansas is going to be better next year. I mean, it's the second year under Les Miles. They're going to be better. And Oklahoma State, I I think this team, I'm going to call it now, I think the Big 12 championship will be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, because the Oklahoma State Cowboys – they, they were a really quiet top 25 team this year. You know, they fell out just at the end, but they were in it for most of the year. Um, they have Chuba Hubbard coming back, who was in the top 10 in the Heisman voting. Uh, they have Mike Gundy, who's just always been a phenomenal coach. And I I can definitely see, you know, Oklahoma State's always the team that's kind of had uh, Texas's number. Uh, they can beat them on a regular basis. And it's in Oklahoma City. So, um, yeah that is my uh little spiel on texas for this upcoming year. Uh I know these are shorter episodes, that's kind of the point. This is kind of meant to be more casual. Um I all upload when frankly whenever I feel like it. Uh you know, you could uh get an episode, you know, you could get two episodes in a week or you could get five episodes in a day. You never really know. Um I just thought this was a fun way to kind of fill the void of college football, give you guys something to listen to, give me something to do research on so I can be better next year with my predictions because a lot of my predictions were really off. You know, for example, Texas, I expected to go 10-2 and two last year. My losses for them uh, were going to be to West Virginia and Oklahoma. One of those was right. One of those was very wrong. West Virginia, I expected to be a phenomenal team. Uh, That didn't happen. I expected them to be the Sugar Bowl team. That didn't happen. So, um, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Uh, With that, I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, as always recording from the center of college football, signing out.